Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So we've been telling you about this awesome app for a while. It's the BetQL app, and it's simply incredible. Highly recommend you guys check it out. It gives you all of the real-time data, injury information, betting trends, where the public money is going. So you have all of that at your fingertips before you go to bet online or wherever else and place your bets. It's really slick. Plus, they'll even have alerts where, based on their information, they'll recommend a bet for you, which is pretty cool. These are the same folks that did the Squad QL app you know, for your fantasy lineups or the Roto QL app for your DFS lineup. They are all about optimizing the information that you get to make your decisions, and they got a great one with this BetQL app. Whether it's Android or Apple, it's free. Just go ahead and go on Play Store or whatever. However you get an app, get the BetQL app. You'll be happy you did. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and we are already in the money for the NFL. Going into week two, Steve and I are both up eight units. Off to a great start. You've come to the right place if you like to make money. He, of course, Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of Professional Football Gambling at Fezzik Sports on Twitter and only at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. You can always, always, always hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Ross Tucker NFL. Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can email me. If you want, over at RossTucker.com. And by the way, you should absolutely today sign up over at RossTucker.com on the homepage to get my emails about funny stories or real stories, dramatic stories from my time as a player. Send one out every couple months or so, but we're going to send one out tomorrow. And in it, we're going to let you know how you get one of the free 10 Madden games we have. 10 that we're giving out. So get fired up. Speaking of fired up, if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, head to betonline.ag, use the promo code PODCAST1 
to receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Steve, I got to tell you, we're both up eight units from week one, and it feels really, really good to get off to a fast start and feel like we we have a little bit of uh, of breathing room. I just want to make sure our dudes are making money, and it, it makes you feel so much better when you start a little uh, with with a little cushion there. I tell you what, after the last three years, you and I have both had. It makes me feel like we're Robin Hood. We're stealing from the greedy sports books and lining the pockets of the common man. Love it. Love it as well. All right, so let's look at what happened last week because it's important to recap what we did just so people can remember what we did, but also for lessons learned moving forward. We were, by the way, three out of four on our best bets. The one best bet we lost were the Falcons getting two points, although with the way that spread lined up, Steve, you know, ended up, and with the way that game went, I feel pretty good about about where we were there and the side that we picked. Yeah, you take the underdog plus two, two, two and a half, and they close the favorite, and it comes down to the very final play of the game. So uh, I'm not going to say we had the right side, but certainly not the wrong side, just didn't get it done late. The other bet I had there, I took the under 45 and a half, and that was a good call as the game finished 18 to 12. So I pushed. You lost a unit there. We both had an under on the Vikings-Niners game that came through. You uh, had a teaser uh, with Atlanta and Baltimore that you won. Plus eight for Baltimore, minus – I mean, plus eight for Atlanta, minus one for Baltimore – that you won. I went a unit under on the Giants-Jags game. That came through uh, easily because that total was 43.5. I also had a unit on the under in the New England-Houston game, which the total was 51. That came through. So I only went one unit too much, Steve. Uh, I should have gone two units more, but a lot of these unders cashed in for me. I wonder if that that was I, I did well with the unders last year too, didn't I? Yeah, you did. It's important to pick your right spots. I think the overs and unders pretty much chopped out. There were actually two to three games that really depended when you bet them. Example: the Green Bay Chicago game lands forty-seven. That total opened forty-eight, closed lower at forty-four and a half. So a lot of it was dependent upon when you bet it. Same with the Pittsburgh Cleveland total. A third best bet. We both liked the Bengals getting three points on the road in Indy. They came through for us, so that was two units each. That was our biggest bet, best bet for us. You liked two units on the Dolphins, and they came through for you, Steve. That was a big one, uh, laying a point and a half, and you still won there with that crazy game with the weather. I put a unit on the Browns getting four points. That worked out. Uh, the only loss you had was Atlanta. The only the, I had two losses. The other loss was the Chargers. I put a unit on the Chargers. I, I really thought Mahomes would turn it over a couple times. Didn't happen. Lost that one by quite a bit. Another best bet was the under 
on Carolina and Dallas, and that one, I mean, we didn't even get, we barely even got halfway. Twenty-four points on a forty-two and a half point under, so that was great. You liked the under for the Redskins and the Cardinals. Uh, that came in two more units there on Sunday Night Football. I took the Bears getting seven and a half. That got me a unit, and I took the Rams laying four. That got me another unit. So we're both up eight units, which is really incredible for week one. A great way to start, and we're at a 75% clip to start the year as it relates to best bets. So we are rolling, and let's roll into week number two, Bri. All right, Ross, let's start off with Thursday Night Football. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, minus one at the Cincinnati Bengals. Total there is 44. It's a tough one for me. I kind of like both these teams. The Bengals don't have much of a home field advantage. Uh, you know, I don't feel like they play very well in prime time, typically under Marvin Lewis. I'd probably lean Baltimore here, but they're still playing on the road, still early in the season. I'm going to pass this game. I would lean the Ravens. I still think they're the better team, but I liked a lot of the things I saw from the Bengals as well, so I'm going to pass this one. I am passing as well. I'm concerned about the fact that the Bengals knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs last year. And so, obviously, this game is circled for Baltimore. But historically, Thursday night games have favored the home team more with less prep time. I'm going to pass. All right, Steve, let's go to Sunday. The Colts at the Washington Redskins. Washington minus 5.5 points with a total of 45.5. Yeah, I'm going to strong lean Indianapolis. This, the look-ahead line on this game 10 days ago was only Washington minus 3. Hey, I get it. The Redskins looked great, absolutely clubbed at poor Arizona. Um, and dominated that game. But I still think Indianapolis was in a position to steal that game against the Bengals. And with Andrew Luck back there, I do think that the back door could be open. I will lean to the Colts. So for me, this is a, a typical game where the Redskins would, you know, you'd be like, okay, yeah, Redskins are good. Colts are struggling. I'll lay those points. That's not the way the NFL works. And it's also not the way the Redskins work. You know, they usually are pretty inconsistent. We'll see if they have some consistency, but I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm not feeling great about it. So I'm, I'm not going to lay those points. I would actually lean Indianapolis, but I'm going to pass this game as well. I don't, I don't see anything here where I find value. Ross, Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta, minus 5.5. 44.5 is the total. So this is interesting because the Falcons will be without Deion Jones and Keanu Neal. Carolina will be out without Daryl Williams and Greg Olson. So I guess those kind of counter each other. Carolina's offense did not look real good. Their defense did. Um, I do think Atlanta bounces back, and now that they're at home and they got extra time to prepare, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not laying five and a half points. I still think this will be a pretty close game. I will though put one unit on the under. I'm skeptical with Cam Newton in this 
Norv Turner offense, especially now that he lost his right tackle and his security blanket tight end. And so I'll put one unit on the under 44.5 in this game. I'm going to go with Atlanta. I'm confident they are the better team. They, let's face it, the last two games they lost at Philly were both coin flip games. And I think the market has downgraded them slightly based upon that playoff loss and that week one loss. And both times you've got a dome team that had to play in bad weather. Uh, this is their preferred role here back at home. And I do think that the Olsen injury, the Keekly um, being questionable, there's a lot of key injuries to Carolina. I think Atlanta wins by 10. Atlanta, two units. All right, Steve. Minnesota minus one at the Green Bay Packers, 46 our total. Yeah, very hard to find a line. This one is um, only up at a few books. You know, I'm going to take a flyer with the Vikings. I'm going to get a bad line if Rodgers goes, but if Rodgers doesn't go, I'm going to get a great line. And I think that there's a real decent chance that Green Bay, because they won against Chicago, is not going to expose Rodgers to that vaunted Minnesota defense. This is all about the fact that Rodgers doesn't play. There's about a nine-point downgrade to Kaiser, and I'll have a great bet with Minnesota, or I'll have a slightly negative EV bet if Rodgers does go. Minnesota, two units. I like the Vikings in this game as well. I I know Aaron Rodgers had the heroics against the Bears. Maybe he'll do it again, but the Vikings have a really good team, and I I, I still think, look, the Bears should have won that game. And I think the Vikings are still significantly better than the Bears. And the Packers are kind of beat up now with Rodgers. So I will also put two units on the Vikings laying one point. I mean, what are the odds that they actually, you know, uh, only win by one point? So I'll put two units on the Vikings laying one point because I think they're going to win the game. And I think that's the best bet. The best bet. All right, Ross, next up, the L.A. Chargers minus 7.5 points at your Buffalo Bills. 43 is the total. Josh Allen will get the start. This just came out. I don't know, Steve, I know usually rookie uh, quarterbacks affect the line, but Peterman's been so bad. I, I, I wonder if that has any impact at all. You know, it's, a, it's an interesting game. It's going to have a big negative impact because – Peterman had a good preseason, and Josh Allen had a terrible preseason, so Vegas likes Peterman a lot better. But this is the game against the Chargers that Peterman threw the five interceptions in one half last year. So, um, yeah, you're right. I'll I'll look at it, and I, I, I really dislike laying more than a touchdown. Everybody's saying how terrible the Bills are. I think they'll pare down the game plan for Allen. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna pick. I, I'd probably still lean Chargers laying the seven and a half, but I don't want to overreact to one week. Plus it's not easy to win up in Buffalo no matter who you're playing. Um I do kinda like the under though a little bit, although Phillip Rivers, the Bills' defense was so bad against Flacco, I can't do it. So I'm passing this game entirely. I'm going to pass as well. I want no part of Josh Allen, who I think is horrific. However, Buffalo has been a solid home underdog over the years, and you got that nasty 10 a.m. early start time for a West Coast team that played most of their preseason games 
at night. So a huge body clock adjustment for the Chargers. I'll pass. Steve, the Houston Texans minus two and a half at the Tennessee Titans, and I'm not seeing a total. Are you? I'm not seeing anything on this game at most books. Um, and, of course, that's all about Mariota's being uncertain whether he's going to play or whether Gabbert's going to play. I have it as a three-point downgrade if it has to be Gabbert. And because of that uncertainty, I'm going to go ahead and pass this game. I would tend to agree with you. Uh, there's also the, the Texans lost their right tackle, Sean Trail Henderson. They lost their corner, Kevin Johnson. That's a little bit too much for me. So I'll pass this game entirely as well. Hi, Ross. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh minus four and a half points. Fifty-two and a half is our total. That that seems high to me. Pittsburgh laying four and a half points. I know that they expect them to bounce back. They're playing at home, and maybe it'll be a back to earth game for Pat Mahomes. But I'm putting a, a unit on the Chiefs getting four and a half points. I, I feel like the Steelers. With this Le'Veon Bell thing hanging over their head, it's not good. Not good at all. And I think that they might lose the game outright. I, I like the Chiefs here. In fact, I'll put two units on the Chiefs, getting the four and a half points. You know, they just uh, they did it on the road last week. Now they can do it on the road again this week. Two units on the Chiefs, getting four and a half points. I'm going to have to lean the other way. You know, I actually hate teams that went on the road that have to go on the road again. It's so hard in the NFL to have consistent road performances. I've got a stat here. Week two in the NFL, regardless of whether you win or lose, if you have to play back-to-back road games in weeks one and two, I'm really not sure why this is such a big factor. 0-12 against the spread those teams have been in game two on the road when they had to play game one on the road. There's three teams that qualify in this horrible situation. The Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Seattle Seahawks this week. So I'll lean to Pittsburgh. All right, Steve. The Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Jets minus three, 44 the total. Who are the Jets to be laying three to anyone other than Buffalo? I, I'm shocked. I, I'm, I get it. Jets looked great against Detroit, but even, even murdering the Lions as they did, what do the Jets do? Well, they don't do what the Patriots do and be all buttoned up and quiet and not expose the fact that they had cracked the code on the Lions signal calling. They broadcasted and bragged about how they were able to steal the signals, which is just so bad. I just can't even relate to why they would do that and alert every team they play the rest of the year to be careful about their signal calling. Um, Ross, I did want to ask you a question. Did you ever feel in your NFL career that the defense knew what was coming against you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's no – I mean, I remember specifically playing against the Ravens, and Ray Lewis called out our play, it seemed like, half the time. And I came over to the sideline, and they're like, you got to block Ray on that. I was like, you guys better call a different formation. By the time I snapped the ball – he was outside the tight end on a sweep to the right. I had no chance. So, yes, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's the whole point is there are tendencies, there are keys. Obviously, evidently, they felt like they had something on Stafford's hand signals. I don't know. But stuff like that happens a lot more than people realize. As for this game, 273 Miami catching three. Miami is better than the Jets. I mean, maybe not a lot better. 
but the Jets don't have much of a home field advantage on top of it. I will happily take the Dolphins plus three in a game that should be probably plus one half, plus two, two units Dolphins. Whew. I, that's that's hard for me after seeing how good the Jets looked Monday night. And it was all three phases. It was special teams. It was offense. They were the more physical team. I don't know how playing Monday night versus the Dolphins' seven-hour marathon game will impact it. I'm going to pass the game. I would lean Miami as well probably. But I don't think Miami's that good either. So I'm going to pa- I'm going to pass that game. Ross, next up is Philadelphia. They're laying three at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Forty-three and a half is the total. This is an interesting game. It doesn't look like, as of right now, Deshaun Jackson and, and Vernon Hargraves will play for the Bucks. Fitzmagic absolutely lit up the Saints. Now they come back. Nick Foles starting again for the Eagles. He was not good in the opener. Fitzmagic was. There is a tendency for Fitzpatrick to not play well after he plays very well. The Eagles are better up front both sides of the ball. But I don't know. I mean, Foles did not look real good at all. We'll see if he can bounce back. They did have more time to prepare for this game. They got the weekend off. But I kind of like what I saw from the Bucs. I'm going to put one unit on the Bucs getting the three because I think it's a close game. And I wouldn't even be shocked if the Bucs ended up winning the game. So I'll put one unit on Tampa getting the three points. Very interesting game. If we just go back about a month ago, in my power ratings, I had Philly at that point when Wentz had a chance to play at the very top of my power ratings, best team in the NFL. And I had Tampa Bay at the very bottom, worst team in the NFL. One week later, actually one month later, but one week of data, and now Tampa Bay is only catching three. That looks like an overreaction to what we just saw. I'm going to lean to Philadelphia. Steve, next up, Cleveland at New Orleans. Saints slaying nine and 49 and a half total. Yeah, so I still think that despite the breakdown that the Saints defense had against Tampa Bay, sometimes things just happen, especially week one, and you don't want to give too much stock. You want to adjust for it, but not over adjust to it. Uh, I do think that I know historically when a team loses as a double-digit favorite, that's the time to back them the next week because the, the team is embarrassed, the organization is embarrassed, and I don't know how motivated or happy Cleveland is or unhappy getting that tie against Pittsburgh. I do know they were plus five in turnovers, and they still couldn't win the game. I would be absolutely shocked if New Orleans doesn't go ahead and stick it to Cleveland in this game. So I think it's a good teaser bet, teasing the nine down to three. I'm going to put one unit on New Orleans minus the nine. Wow. It's a lot of points in the NFL, but I understand where you're coming from, especially after they lose to Tampa. I'm going to pass this game. I would lean towards New Orleans as well, but nine points is a lot. So many things can happen. We'll see what ends up happening in that game. One thing I know is happening is people like me are losing their hair, which is not cool, which is why for years I've been using the two FDA-approved hair loss products clinically proven 
to keep the hair you have. This is no BS, just science. You see the commercials for them on TV all the time. One's a pill. One's topical. I've been taking them forever. Here's the deal. Not forever, for like five years. It's kept the hair I have. Like, look at pictures of me or video from me five years ago. Look at me now. I have the same amount of hair because of these two products. And now, I don't have to go to the doctor. I don't need a prescription. I don't have to go to the pharmacy. And I save money at keeps.com slash even money. You can get your first month of treatment for free. Keeps.com slash even money. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash even money. A free month of treatment. Keeps hair today, hair tomorrow. All right, Ross. We were talking about nine points is a lot. Well, the next game is the Rams uh, and the Cardinals. And the Rams are laying 12 and a half on this one. 45 and a half the total. Wow. 12 and a half's a lot. 12 and a half's too much for me, especially for a team that played the late game Monday night. I don't think Arizona's good. I, I understand that. But I think they'll play better. 12 and a half's just too much. I'm putting a unit on Arizona to keep it close. I understand the sentiments for backing any dog catching 12 and a half. However, I have Arizona as my 31st rated team. And I had the Rams as my number one team in the NFL. And my, um, whenever the best NFL team plays the worst NFL team, the worst NFL team oftentimes covers because they're catching 20, not catching 12 or 13. Because of that, I'm going to pass. Next up, San Francisco hosting the Detroit Lions. San Francisco minus 5.5, 47.5 the total. I was impressed with San Francisco. I thought they played very well in Minnesota. They got stuffed on the goal line. They dropped the touchdown pass. Defense got a score for the Vikings. Not only should San Francisco have covered, I could make the case maybe they should have won that game outright. Given that's the case, and as bad as Detroit looked and as distracted, I think, as Detroit is going to have to be with the word that their code has been cracked and maybe they're going to have to waste some practice time on a short week to address that. Sure, give me the Niners minus five and a half, two units. I would agree. Uh, I mean, I think the Niners have a decent team. Detroit, oof, I don't know. I mean, I think the Niners win the game, and I don't think it's going to be that close. So I'm going to put two units on the Niners laying the five and a half. Detroit can't possibly be that bad again, but it sounds like they got some real issues there. Give me two units on the Niners laying five and a half for a best bet. The best bet. Next up, New England minus two at the Jacksonville Jaguars, 45-year total. So I'm going to pass the game. I'd probably lean New England because that's what they do. They find a way to win. What I do like from this game is I like the under. New England, Jacksonville's defense is really good. I think New England's defense is much improved. I don't think they get to 45 in this game. I'm putting a unit on the under 45. New England games are always difficult, but... One thing I've learned is don't bet against the genius. So I'm going to go ahead and pass this one. 
Steve, Oakland at Denver, and the Broncos minus 5.5, 45.5 total. So I'm going to pass this game, but I'm going to pass along a trend that makes a whole lot of sense after beating Seattle despite losing the turnover battle in that game. Denver, in weeks one and two in their home games in the NFL the past 10 years now, is 14-1 and one straight up. And this trend makes a lot of sense to me that NFL teams coming out of preseason, not a lot of snaps, aren't in game shape. Where is that going to translate into bad results the most? In altitude, where you're sucking air in the second half. Because of that, I will recommend that you make a money line bet on Denver to win the game, but um, it's only a strongly not a play. That's interesting, Steve. I like that. Uh, I did not like how Oakland looked in the second half of that game. They've got some real issues due to the Raiders. Now it's a short week at Denver. I don't think Case Keenum's going to throw three picks again. I actually like Denver laying the five and a half. I'm going to put one unit on the Broncos to beat the Raiders. All right, Ross. Sunday night football, Giants at Dallas, Cowboys minus three points, 42 and a half our total. Whew. Cowboys looked rough on offense, really rough. We'll see how they look against the G-Men. This is an interesting game for me. I think the Giants find a way to pull it out. I like getting the three points. I think even if they lose, it's a close game. I don't see Dallas scoring all that much. Giants defense actually did pretty well against the Jags. So give me a unit on the Giants getting three points. I'm going to pass the side. I can see the sentiment behind fading Dallas, especially that offense that clearly is missing the fact that they got no receivers and Frederick, their center is out. Uh, I don't know where the offense is coming from in this game, though. I think both teams could well have problems putting the ball into the end zone, and they both went way under last week, and I think that that's what we're going to see from both these teams early on this year. Decent defenses and some offenses that are struggling, so I'm going to go under the 42.5 two units. Steve, final game, Monday Night Football. Seattle is at the Chicago Bears. Chicago minus 3.5 and our total, 43.5. So Seattle back-to-back road games. Again, that's an 0-12 against the spread trend for these teams that have to start the year with back-to-back roads. And it's Seattle's fourth road game in five games. I know that doesn't impact the starters very much, those preseason games, but you still have to get on a plane, and it has a small effect on you because of that. Having said that, I'm kind of shocked that the Bears have baited all the way up to 3.5 I'm not going to go against that trend of fading the road teams, but the spread looked high. I pass. I agree. Um, I, I the the one thing I like here, I kind of I kind of like Seattle a little bit, getting three and a half points. Um, I, I think Seahawks are better than people think they are. I'm just a little nervous. We saw what Von Miller did to Seattle. You mentioned it; they're on the road for a second week in a row. So I'll lean Seattle. But I won't make a play there. I think the Bears fans will be fired up. That'll be a tough environment. So I will lean to the uh, Seattle Seahawks getting the three and a half points. And I will lean towards telling you that if you haven't yet, we, we won you eight units each last week. Use the promo code PODCAST1 to get a 50% sign-up bonus today. Again, PODCAST1 for that 50% Sign up bonus. 
Visit betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet. The code is Podcast One, the number one, not like O-N-E. At betonline.ag, you get that 50% sign-up bonus, which is nice. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. That'll do it for week number two's Even Money podcast. We will be back next week to see how we did and to get your thoughts. If you want to email Steve or I, Ross, at RossTucker.com is the email address. Remember to sign up over at RossTucker.com today so you can find out how to get the free Maddens when I send that email out tomorrow. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.